episode 236 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We're talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. Man, 236 episodes. I know. Like, Two. we say that, and people are just like, 236. Yeah. That's how, that's how many weeks yeah. we've recorded this. 236 weeks. Yeah. Sometimes... I start an episode of a television show. Yeah. I don't even finish it. Yeah. I don't even finish the single episode. Not a They're, lot. Listen, not a lot of television shows have 236 episodes. No. So. We're, we're in anime numbers. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, we're in, we're, or, uh, we're in Grey's Anatomy numbers. Yeah. <laughs> are there any pilots that you like starting like, I'm not even finishing the pilot? Oh my gosh. There are many of those. Terra yes. Nova, I think, is oh, one of the more like yes. prominent ones for me because oh, there were dinosaurs in it. But not, and I was just like, I'm that not going to finish a the last terrible pilot. Yeah, I would, didn't even finish the last ten minutes of the episode. Apparently, that's when the dinosaurs showed up. I guess, but no, thank you. This is Fox's Terra Nova, which yeah. was how long ago was this? Six, I was still in college. Yeah, I was watching ago. it. That's how much I was interested. I was yeah, like, I will watch this in the campus, and it was big budget. Tele- yeah, it was big budget. It was supposed to be like a huge deal. It wasn't it Spielberg's just, name on it? Yes, yeah. and it just fizzled instantly. Yeah. No good. Yeah, as we mentioned before, Birds of Prey. Yeah, another pilot I didn't finish. Oh yeah, yep. So that's right. Anyway, any prominent ones for you? New uh, Amsterdam, that hot new medical show. New Amsterdam. Oh, gave really? that a shot. No, didn't even finish the first episode. No, I don't think so. All right. No, a little too earnest. Listeners, call in and tell us what <laughs> pilots of television shows did you not finish? L- Maybe later we'll talk about best pilots. He's kidding. <laughs> but if you have pilots you couldn't finish or favorite pilots, please send them to yeah. uh, Twitter at All the Book Show. Yeah. It, do you think? podcasting is easier or harder than like live radio easier talk radio yeah easier because what we're doing is yeah we can do what we need to do if we need to take a phone call or whatever we're not just like boom 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 right but at the same time we would now be filling content with those like pilot ones we wouldn't even have to talk about what we're talking about that's true which is yeah we're going to be talking about sexy new books. Mm-hmm. These are new additions to our collection that have caught our eye that we'd like yeah. to talk about. Yeah, the so. new bell of the ball. That's right. No, the good new thoughts. bells of the ball. Are all of your... Nice grammatical uh, correction you. there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, are all yours YA? All of mine are YA this Mine time. are all A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I right. don't think that's the preferred term. Okay, well, why don't you We're over here in me? the A section. Well, I guess... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right to me. Yeah. Right now, we're going to open our books, take a look at the bookmarks. Yeah. We're going to take a look in a book. Yeah. Take a look. Bookmark section. Bookmark. Bookmark. All right. So uh, let me see. Let me tell you some of the things that this guy's been reading. Are you pointing at you or me? Well, would you like to go first? No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I finished Wish Tree by Catherine Applegate. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you read this one? I haven't read this one yet. This is about a wish tree. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> look. Fairly new one. We're going to be talking about uh, Catherine slash K.A. Applegate and slash the Animorph mom. Kingdom. Not just uh, kidding. She's <laughs> not my mom. I know. Uh, in in uh, and Maybe next month uh, we're going to be doing that, but um, or later this month. But the point is, uh-huh. we'll talk about this more then, but I was a little underwhelmed by this. By wish tree. I think that it was one of those things where the message it was trying to convey maybe overtook the story a little bit. Mm. And so it's hard to be like, this book was dumb when it has such an important message. Right. But at the same time, book-wise, mm, mm-hmm. not not so good. Right. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All Age right. range? Age range, I would probably put this as a, you know, eight, 8 to 12, okay. probably, you know. Um, but even with that in mind, I will not yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I finished the Lost Stars manga, three-volume manga series based on the novel by Claudia Gray, Lost Stars, the first modern YA Star Wars novel, as yeah. I put it. Yeah, because weren't the like, young Jedi Knights... 
they were targeted. Well, they were we considered yeah. the YA crowd. Yeah, now. Kevin J. Anderson. But yeah, those ended like in the nineties, right? Yeah, decades yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. I can't think of like a single YA novel they did in between those. Then, so yeah, I no, I don't. I, well, I mean, there's a lot of the like the the even younger, the junior yes. level like paperbacks. Yeah, you know, but yeah. Um, this was really the first, like, got the hardcover treatment, was, mm-hmm. was a big deal. And it's since been adapted into manga uh, towards the end of 2019, three-volume set. I loved it. I thought it was a great story. Mm-hmm. I was a little, I'm, I off mic, I want to ask you about the ending, because I had some gripes with the ending of the manga, and I wondered if maybe they were angling more towards a volume four than really wrapping up the novel. So let's talk about that mm. without spoiling okay. it for our listeners. All right. But I do recommend this series. I think it's great. You, now, you're a fan of the book. Yeah, I recommend the book. And is, do you think you'd ever check out this manga, or you feel like the you, manga you looks got cool? The story. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I've read the story, but yeah. the story was good. Yeah, so yeah, I might check I out agree. the manga sometime. This last one, this last one that I read, really deserves its entire episode devoted just to this. But mm-hmm. we already have a, a one or two Batman episodes. Oh. I read Batman Odyssey mm-hmm. by Neil Adams, written and illustrated by, by Neil Adams. By Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. Are you, have you heard of this title? No. I think it's possibly the worst like mainstream graphic novel that exists. Wow. I'm not talking about like, you know, little quirky. How come Neil Adams ever returned your emails? Yeah, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) Uh, But I really, I think that this, uh, as like a Batman, it's a marquee DC character. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a DC Comics 13 issue graphic novel series. Mm -hmm. You know, Neil Adams is a legend Mm -hmm. as as an illustrator, not Mm -hmm. not as a writer. (laughs) And this is, it's terrible. It's terrible. It, it first, it's like a shirtless Batman is narrating a Go story on. to somebody that you don't know. You don't know who it is, but he's narrating this story. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to follow. Uh. I mean, it's just you cannot mm-hmm. take a thread of this and mm-hmm. work it all. The Was way this through. new? It's relatively new. The man's like eighty something. Look, I don't care. That's no <laughs> excuse. That's no excuse. Yeah. And it looked weird too. Yeah. Like it didn't quite have the the man. The man was looking up to the young George Bailey. Yeah, it's a wonderful life exactly. as a kid. Exactly. It's like, boy, I can't wait to grow up to be that but kid. This, I, I just, okay, there's like a, a pocket universe opens mm-hmm. up that you can access through the Batcave. Sure. And Batman and Robin and like a Neanderthal Batman and Robin. Go on. Team up and like ride dinosaurs. Go on. That it's atrocious. It's so bad. Well, you're doing a bad job at selling me off I, of it. I want you to read it. This, look, <laughs> I want you to read it. Okay. This is one of those things yeah. where it's like it needs to be experienced mm-hmm. because all the reviews are bad, mm-hmm. you know. And I had just read the um, Neil Adams' The Coming of the Superman, mm-hmm. which also had a lot of really bad reviews on it. It's another one that he also wrote. Mm-hmm. But I liked that. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is this is weird. I get why people don't like it, but I like it. You know, it's, I, I think that one's cool mm-hmm. in, in its in its quirk. This one was like, I overuse yeah. this phrase, but it was like a fever dream. Wow. Yeah. So 13 issues. I, oh, there are a few comics that I'm like, oh, thank goodness this was 12 issues. And it's weird too, because it's set, like when you look at the, when you look at the comics, it's like Batman Odyssey volume one and it's six issues. And then it's Batman Odyssey volume two mm. and it's another seven issues, but that's how they're numbered. Mm-hmm. Like it's Batman Odyssey Volume mm-hmm. two, number one, is mm-hmm. what a single issue would say. So it's a really weird publication hmm. thing. But I really think that it's the it's easily the worst Batman graphic yeah. novel. And I oh. think it's probably maybe the worst oh. of DC's graphic novels. I think I've read some bad Batman. You haven't read Batman Odyssey. Mm. All right. Anyway. But I did like Coming of the Superman. So mm-hmm. Neil Adams, if you're listening, I did like Coming of the Superman. Yeah. And of course, I mean, classic Neil Adams illustrations, you know, starting way back in the, the Dead Man days and the uh, the classic Batman run. It looks great. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. X-Men. He, yeah. Uh, 
the only reason X-Men sales were going up right before it was canceled was because of uh, Neil Adams yeah. and uh, the writer. Oh, I don't know. Neil Adams and... I don't know. Who wrote X-Men? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Not Starling. No. Okay. So the classic stuff looks great. And even even in a modern one that, that was written by Neil Adams, I think Coming of the Superman actually has has a lot going for it. So I, w- I would say check that out. But Batman Odyssey, if you're going to read it, you know what you're getting into. Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas. Okay. And he, he was on X-Men for quite a while. Yeah. 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 Roy Thomas went back and forth, but it was when uh, the Roy Thomas, Neil Adams run that people tend to talk about. Cool. Because of Neil Adams' like art. All right. Savage Land. All right. I think he drew Magneto without his helmet for the first time. Ooh. His flowing silver locks. Yeah, it was the first time you realized like Magneto was an older gentleman, and there must be a there must be a story to this guy. Yeah, I'm currently reading Wonderland by Ace Atkins. So this is a continuation of Robert B. Parker's Spencer series. It's currently in the works as a as a film starring Marky Mark. Oh, this is the Marky Mark one. Okay, Spencer Confidential, but so it's not Wonderland. Right. Okay. This is the second of the Ace Atkins books. The original book is called Wonderland. It's been republished as Spencer Confidential. And we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about uh, Spencer Confidential and revisiting our classic uh, Robert Parker set mm-hmm. uh, in, in next week's episode. So, Would you say the body of this book is a Wonderland? <laughs> no, actually, I no. would say it's uh, not gelling. Trite. It's not working. Okay. Trite. Yeah. What a good word. Thank you. Did you get a new calendar or something? <laughs> yes, it's a dinosaur <laughs> okay. calendar. Uh, I'm finishing up the Green Arrow run that, that we started. We discussed the Mike Grell run a few episodes back in our Green Arrow Spotlight. Uh, I'm on volume, I want to say, seven of Seven's nine. Seven's what you told <gasps> me. Seven of nine. Uh, Who's just on Star Trek? I know. Back in, in, in Picard. I am she's reading. A, she's got Green a lot Arrow. of anger. She does. Green Arrow Homecoming. Yeah. Are you caught up so, with Picard? Picard? Yeah, yeah. We can't really talk about it. No, we can't. It seems spoilery. Are you? How are you feeling about it? Fine. Good. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel great about it. Uh, there's certain people I don't trust. Yeah. Maybe I'm supposed to trust. Yeah the pilot i don't think it's a super great supporting cast really and i feel like as they keep adding new plot elements hmm. and new characters i feel like what i was liking about the early episodes the were newest watered down the newest episode i thought it but kendra was the one who vocalized it yeah they cast the woman who looks just like a young deanna troy not deanna yeah yeah yeah, yeah so. marina sirtis yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like she had a daughter you're right They're like let's get her yeah. out of the show it's true it's true so yeah. That's it for, for what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, would you like to talk about the Sonic movie now, or do you want to do your bookmark first? All right, let's talk about the Sonic movie now. Let's do it. Eric and I saw the Sonic movie. Yeah. And it was a, it was a, it was a weird watch, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. How would you describe it? Uh, it is a kid's film yes. that I Much more of a kid's enjoyed. film than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes, all the Sonic stuff. Everything that... Jim Carrey is the only thing that I feel like is geared towards adults. Yes. Everything else is geared towards kids. Yeah. There's references to the Sonic games. That's fun. But like, I don't know. Sonic never says anything funny. No. Or compelled. I don't know. Sometimes he's cute and sad, but like for the most part, if he was opening his mouth, nothing good was going to come out of it. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm not too proud to tell you that I almost fell out of my chair laughing at a couple of like very classic like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey via like... Ace Ventura and the Riddler mm-hmm. era Jim Carrey yeah. moments that like you just haven't seen since like 1997. Right. So I mean, I was it was worth it for that for me. But I did feel like I really should have brought my son to this because it was a it was a child's movie. Yeah. It was a child's yeah. Movie. Oh yeah. Totally. I can't think of a single thing that makes it not safe to bring your kid to. No. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that Robotnik is like pursuing Sonic, mm-hmm. and so there's a little bit of like peril involved, yeah. this could easily have been a G-rated movie, I think. I tell you what, as, as somebody who was a small child sitting in the movie theater when he saw the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> film, it's, <laughs> it's night and day. 
I, I left Mario Brothers being confused, and a li- yes, I remember you being, and Bob Hoskins. Both. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being kind of scared. Yeah. I remember thinking it was like weirdly sexy. Mm. It was a strange time. Mm. Sonic the Hedgehog is the movie that I should have been brought to yeah. as a kid. It's also maybe the movie that should have been made in like 1994. If that movie had come out when I was a kid, yeah. I would have loved it. Oh yeah. Why didn't they do that? I well, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Could you? I mean, they'd have to do like a Roger Rabbit like hand drawn animated Sonic, mm. yeah. or just like a kid whose name is sonic right i guess that's probably why wears they, a blue jacket that's probably why they didn't do it <laughs> if they so. would have made you know what if they would have made it in the 90s it it would have been that sonic was like in the tv on the screen yeah or something and he was like come on man you gotta help me you know yeah. like, like that's what it would have been like yeah. and you know what i would have been there for it yep <laughs> all right so that was the sonic movie i yeah. say bring your children go for jim carrey have a good time yeah stay for the chili dogs <laughs> he loves those chili dogs yeah all right. what, what about your bookmark? What have you been reading? Big I guy? read the 1995 miniseries Rogue. Oh, hi, y'all. Yeah. Uh, it took her a while to get her own miniseries. Wow. And this is really as much a sequel to like the Gambit series that had come before yeah. as it is a Rogue series. The only thing that's really like Rogue-centered is that it's dealing with Cody. Are you familiar with Cody? I, no, I'm not. I'm her boy, or the young boy she kissed when uh, oh. her first kiss, her first love, well. put him in a coma. Yes, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, deals with that. The art is kind of like, it's weird. It's got like these big early Disney eyes on b- both Gambit and Rogue. Mm. It does not work for Gambit because you're still doing like the red pupils and everything. Yeah. It's entertaining enough. I probably would have preferred this more as a, when I was younger and getting they, into comics. Look like pop figures? Is that what you're telling me? No. Okay. L- anyway, it was fine. Okay. I got some more Rogue comics to read. Good for you. I read the Why? first. Can I ask? You just on a Rogue kick? A little. Okay. Yeah. Fair uh, we might be covering her history in the comics, and so okay. there's a few like rogue. You and me? No, not you and me. Oh. We're not doing a rogue episode here. I I've got an X Men podcast. I do. Oh, okay. sorry. All right. Previously yeah. on X Men. Previously on X Men. We about. might be doing a rogue kick. So I was like, I could, do you want me to do the rogue scream? If you want me to do the rogue, no, scream I do not. Episode, I'll listen. I I'll do not. Gladly, okay. Thank you. I read the first two volumes of Astonishing X-Men that uh, Charles Saul wrote. I feel like they're expecting me to do the rogue scream now because I don't think up. anyone. You is. don't think they are? No, I think okay. they're yeah. And so here's the th- here's the selling point yes. of the these two volumes yes. of these twelve issues. Okay, is that it's a rotating artist for every issue. That can so be good. It can be, but it's also kind of hard to like stay consistent. Anyway, it's the X Men. Xavier's brought back to life, kind of. Maybe it's not. He's in Phantom. Okay, Phantom Max's body. It's I don't know. It, it's kind of dull. It it didn't do anything for me. The, the rotating artist didn't work. Somehow it becomes a. It, they're dealing with the Shadow King, but then it becomes a Proteus story. Mm-hmm. I and I like the Proteus story from anyway. Nobody I mostly cares what read Charles this. Sewell's uh, Star Wars stuff. Yeah, and he's but, written a bunch of Wolverine okay. as well. He I read the whole his whole Poe Dameron series, which was always just fine. Mm-hmm. But he also wrote the first volume of Superman Wonder Woman Power Couple, which I had a good time with. Mm. So, you know, I'm reading through. Altered Carbon still. Oh. I'm a little bit more than halfway through, I think, by Richard K. Morgan. Uh, I'm loving it. It's, it's, it's real good. It's not for the weak at heart, oh. both in sex and violence, ah, okay. I would say. There's some, like, part of me thinks, maybe you'd like it, but I don't think you'd like the torture. There's no. a scene of torture, and it is brutal. No, so I would not torture. really recommend this to you. Okay. Squeamish need not apply. However, yes. uh, I'm really uh, liking it. It's it's one of these crazy big sci-fi... At one point, they just kind of throw away a line. They're like, 
oh, I was, uh, I was here during communication day. Communication day being the time they learned to talk to whales. <laughs> and that's just like thrown away. I kept like looking. Did I miss something? No, it's just mentioned. Mm. I'm like, this is a book that's set in a universe where we can talk to whales. And that's just a throwaway line like, oh, yeah, that McDonald's closed down last week. <laughs> so, hey, I- I'm only bringing this up because we have this in the collection now. Okay. I finished the anime series Blue Gender. Okay. A show I started watching when it first aired on Adult Swim in 2003. Wow. Then I got back to it a couple of years ago because it was on Hulu. Okay. But then I was like six, seven episodes away from finishing it, and Hulu took it off. Ah. Anyway, we now own it in the library, and that is not an abuse of power. No. <laughs> it's this like sci-fi bugs infesting the earth anime. It's very dark. It's very serious. It's pretty good. Are there... Can you think of many shows that you have almost finished that you haven't i've got a list of i just of shows yes. that i want to like get back to yeah i never finished uh, burn notice mm-hmm. Did you ever watch burn notice no never finished it oh yeah came really close to finishing psych also oh, yeah. a usa show mm-hmm. never finished it sorry man i'd like to yeah my wife and i started watching the second season of heroes mm-hmm. oh. I just <laughs> yeah every time i'm like should we watch heroes and we're both like oh, I don't yeah know. i get it do you think it's worth it no it never. No, it never, I don't think Heroes ever rebounds. Never rebounds after season one. I don't think one. so. But then they also had a reboot of Heroes. Yeah, and I think that failed too. No one cared about I'm, that. I'm not sure it's really worth it. You don't think I should do it? You can. It's a free country. You know what? Twitter poll. <laughs> I'm going to do a Twitter poll. <laughs> anyway, Blue Gender, just cementing the my love for like the 1998-2004 era of anime shows. Okay. It's, it's hard to top that era for me right now. I saw the movie Ion Flux. Charlie's there. No, different, different thing. Okay. And if you're interested in Blue Gender, it's now in the collection. Also, I'll be finishing up the show, the anime show Gungrave soon, mm-hmm. also in our collection. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> what about the film Ion Flux? Gosh, I don't know if we have it or not. I don't either. It hasn't been a huge demand. No. I've got some other movies. I rented Joker, but I still haven't watched it. <laughs> no, that's the oh, other different Joker. Joker. Yeah, that's the different like, Joker. Wait till they get a load of me. Yeah. Like that Joker? I grabbed some uh, anime movies that are in our collection <laughs> okay. that I hadn't watched yet. Sorry. But I also still haven't watched them yet. Uh-huh. So their status checked out. My status with them, huh. same. Just re- you're just really getting fast and loose with things right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I had some buffalo chicken yeah. for uh, for dinner a couple what? of nights ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I had the leftovers, but yeah. I got some uh, frozen vegetables and stir fried them, put wow. them on rice with the chicken. Wow. Yeah. It's like a man on death row over here. He's just throwing caution to the wind. (laughs) All right. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. You know what? The death row thing reminded me that my wife and I have been watching this CBS (laughs) show interrogation. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of this? I've seen the previews during uh, Picard. It's pretty cool. You pay for it, but you still get to watch the commercials. Oh, mine is commercial free. Oh, you paid for the commercial free. Yeah. yeah. Well, my mom's paying for the CBS All Access. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. She bought me Spider-Man and his amazing friends on DVD. She bought me some juice boxes. Thanks, Lisa. She um, puts on Picard, hands me a juice box, and I just sit there for a good <laughs> 40 minutes. I believe you. I have no trouble anyway, at that Anyway, <laughs> back to CBS's interrogation, which I think is only on CBS All Access. I don't I think, think so. you can watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all 10 episodes drop at once, and it's about this cold oh. case. And there's no... You choose whatever order you want. Mm-hmm. And it's each, each is sort of like a character, and they're set from like... It covers a 20-year span. Mm. So we watched the first episode, and then... Um, there was one character that was interesting to us, so we watched the episode based on that character, and it was set 20 years after the pilot. Mm-hmm. And so you just watch it, and however you feel mm-hmm. like, and then you watch the final episode at the end. So it's cool. I'm surprised mm. that nothing like this is really like... Yeah, seems like a Netflix ploy. It does, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm digging it. So all that's right. all. That's all. Cool. Yep. Should we get into some book news? Yeah. I want to. Okay. I want to mention the National Book Critics Circle has put out their long list. So I'm just going to give you a couple of. Uh, oh, couple no. Of I don't want to do this. 
You don't want to? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, some here are the, here are the fiction nominees. We'll cover the winners when it when it comes. I'm just going to give you the the hits right now. The nominees. Fiction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everything inside by Edwidge Danticat. Feast Your Eyes by Myla Goldberg. Mm. The Ow. Topeka School by Ben Lerner. Oh. Lost Children Archive by Valeria Lucelli. Uh-oh. The Nickel Boys by Colson hey. Whitehead. N- nonfiction includes A Manual for Survival, A Chernobyl Guide to the Future by Kate Brown. Mm-hmm. The Buried, an, an Archaeology of the Egyptian Revolution by Peter Hessler. Say Nothing, A True Story of Murder and Memory in Northern Ireland by Patrick Radden Keefe. Out of the Shadows, Reimagining Gay Men's Lives by Walt Odets. And No Visible Bruises, What We Don't Know About Domestic Violence Can Kill Us by Rachel Louise Snyder. So those are the nominees again for <sighs> the... Uh, I keep hoping that uh, Down Under by Men at Work non- is going to be nominated. No. It never is. Nominees for fiction and nonfiction in the National Books Critics mm. Circle. And we'll tell you the winners when they come out. Nonfiction? Yeah. Do you think? Down Under by Men at Work? I don't know. You know, I saw they were... Uh, one of the guys was with Ringo Starr. That's so true. I saw them yeah. do it live. Colin Hay was there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's the guy, I guess. Yep, you'd want. That's the one you want to get. He was on Scrubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Overkill. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I right. can't get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just do a Men at Work podcast? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I, th- this isn't meant to be a plug for a podcast we have no connection with. Okay. But I have to tell you, a good idea is a good idea, and I'm so jealous I didn't come up with it. There's a podcast called Song versus Song. I've told you this before. Okay. But it's just kind of like. You pick songs that came out during the same era, mm-hmm. two songs, okay. uh, by contemporary artists, and you just compare which one is better and talk about them. And I'm wow. so jealous of it. Like they do, uh, Don't Stop Believing with another, I can't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they did Down Under by Men at Work and mm-hmm. Africa by Toto. And I, I'm like, of course. I, I also saw Steve Lukather from, from Toto yeah. who sang Africa. You know what? It so might just be a Ringo and his all-star band spinoff podcast. It might be that. I have a similar podcast, but I compare sandwich fixings. So I just take like mayonnaise <laughs> versus barbecue sauce mm. and who wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? But with different foods. Yeah. Like you got French fries. Yeah. Mm. It's a whole thing. Dang. It's a whole thing. I'd watch that. Yeah. Well, it's a podcast. So it's an audio. I, I, I would suggest the video. Would you? Like of you eating it. Oh. So we could see the foods. I'm always open to expand. Yeah. Yeah. What's on the New York Times bestseller list? <laughs> okay. Number 10 is called, on the hardcover f- bestsellers for adults. Okay. Number 10, new this week, Weather by Jenny... Mm. Lizzie, whether as in like whether or not you do this or whether as in like oh sunny weather today yes the second one sunny weather yeah okay you'd call storm in to control this some sunny weather yeah okay. wolverine's berserker rage incorrect sorry x gets the square uh-huh i don't know what show we're doing <laughs> uh lizzie becomes obsessed with disaster psychology while working at a university library and answering inquiries to a former mentors podcast there's a lot there. Yeah, <laughs> there was. So, and it's called weather, mm-hmm. specifically the uh, the clouds. Okay, yeah. It's cloud-based sun- yeah, weather. Yeah, 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 Sunny rain, that kind of thing. Not cloud-based weather like digital. Oh. Digital okay. weather. All right. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. Uh, number nine. It's the second one I'm reading. Right, in reverse. Yeah. yeah. We, we number- turning to Chris Walken for a minute. There's <laughs> the second one. I'm reading uh, number nine, A Long Petal of the Sea by Isabel Allende. Mm. A young pregnant widow and an army doctor take a ship Start to sad. Chile to escape the aftermath of the Spanish Civil War. Start wow. sad doesn't end. No. Happy. No, it ends in a civil war. So yeah. that's not a great yeah. not a great one all around. Do you think the child is going to be uh, important to s- stopping the war? Yes. Oh. Can I can I ask you a question on Mike? Mm, yes. No. No. Go ahead. Because, because now you can refuse these requests. So Go ahead. Maybe I shouldn't. What is it? I think we should read Isabel Allende's Zorro book. 
and then do an episode about it. Did she write a Zorro book? She did. What is it? I think it's just called Zorro. Oh. So is it the cyberpunk Zorro? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> there's no zombies. There's no yeah. cyberpunk. You'll there think were zombies it. in it. You'll think about okay. it. Okay. You'll think about All it. All right. All right. What else? Zorro. Number eight, Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Oh, such a Tumult fun ensures when Alexis Chamberlain's babysitter is mistakenly accused of kidnapping her charge. What? How old? I don't know. It doesn't say? No. But it's such a fun age. I want to know if it yeah. actually is a fun age. Well, it's probably like eight then. Ugh. Eight or nine. Yeah, okay. Pass. Our, our, when we first started reading the description of this, it was talking more about like, it seemed like the main character was the babysitter. Yeah. Now it seems like Alex Chamberlain is the main character, who is the one being babysat. Mm-hmm. Interesting turn. It is interesting. Number seven, The Guardians by John Grisham. Colin Post, a lawyer and Episcopal minister, antagonizes some ruthless killers when he takes a wrongful conviction case. Don't take those cases. Don't No, don't take it. Number six, Crooked River by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. Agent Pendergast series, human feet inside nondescript shoes, oh, wash ashore in Florida. Wait, nondescript shoes? Yeah. Just so like, not like Sonic the Hedgehog's like okay. iconic red they shoes. They don't like light up or anything like that? No. Just any old shoes. Yeah. What would that be? Would that be like a... I don't like, I don't like sneakers that are like white based. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like primarily white, maybe they have like a blue yeah. stripe. I don't think It doesn't so. say sneakers. It says shoes. Alternately, sneakers that are all black, I don't like either. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, where are you going? You know, a, I, a funeral race? I, I don't know. Race into the funeral? I don't know. I don't know. Number five, The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Did you wipe a tear away because you're tired of this book already? No. No, I just had... A sibling relationship is impacted when the family goes from poverty to wealth and back again That's over the, the course of many decades. Every time, that back again. That's rough. That's yes, rough. You absolutely. get used to you get used to being able to get mayonnaise and barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce yeah. but at this point. Ranch is okay with French guy fries? from chilies? Because you were like barbecue sauce. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> Number four, The Silent Patient by Alex McKillides. Theo Faber looks into the mystery of a famous painter who stops speaking after shooting her husband. But the art is great. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, if she she's inspired. Yeah. Left by me that speechless. Depth. Huh. Did you like that? Number three, Golden in Death by J.D. Robb. The 50th. That's the big 5 oh book of the In-Death series. This book series is That's now a in its milestone. midlife crisis. This book series is going to get a Corvette. Hmm. Yeah. A 20-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. A pinball machine of like I, its its old uh, childhood haunt. I think at this point, like, what's Nora Roberts trying to prove? She, sure, you know yeah. what I mean? She's yeah. already branched off into having a separate identity. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? To prove. It was like when Stephen King was like, I'm going to write as Richard Bachman. Only Nora Roberts has done it for 50 books. Like, and she's still writing books about like witches who live in, in like Connecticut mm-hmm. and are also cousins. Yeah. Her big family reunions. So uh, it's just a lot. I just looked up uh, Nora Roberts' net worth. Yeah. $390 million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. She could have stopped 45 books ago and probably been okay. Yeah, she's still in that middle part of the yeah. silent patient. What's J.D. Robb's no, net worth? Dutch house. Or is it combined? That's my question. Oh, I see Are there individual... J.D. Robb yeah. net worth. Is it like a tax dodge, do you think? Oh, my gosh. Huh. No, because you got to put not. other probably names not. you know. Probably no, not. it still yep. says 390. So, okay. Uh, same, same deal. She uh, It's estimated that she earns $20 million a year in royalties. Wow. Gosh. I hope she pays taxes on that because we really just put it all out there. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. You think the IRS is listening to this podcast? Is like, wait a second. Probably, probably. JD Robin and Nora Simmons? Roberts are the same person. Write this down. <laughs> I need you to check into something quick. Yeah, I can't. I got to finish Golden in Death. Golden in Death, book yeah. fifty. Man, twenty million a year just in royalties. That's a lot. I don't even get like twenty bucks a month 
free. You could buy so many pairs of Descript shoes with that money. Yeah. Yeah. You could design Sonic the Hedgehog and redesign Sonic the Hedgehog, and it wouldn't even matter to you. Yeah. Make him bad to begin with just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Give him the most human teeth yeah. you can imagine. Number two, American Dirt fell from the top spot. It did. By Jenny Cummings. Yes. The bookseller flees you know, Mexico for the United States with her son while pursued with the head of a drug cartel. I will say with this book and the controversy surrounding it is bringing up good conversation. So that's the plus side. Mm. Do you believe there is such a thing as good conversation anymore? I do. Okay. <laughs> I think that whole... You darn optimist. Zorro thing was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Or like when we were talking about J.D. Robin, Nora Roberts being two yeah. different people, but that maybe a tax time. Just positive. Yeah. 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 Is she also right. Danielle Steele? Oh, my gosh. Don't look into that. Simmons? Just kidding. Yeah. All right. What else we got? What's number one? Because it took off uh, the American dirt. Yeah. You, I want to guess. Uh, is it where the crawdads? Where the crawdads? Are you kidding? Back at the top spot. Seventy-six weeks. Delia Owens in a quiet town of North Carolina coast in 1969. A young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Reese Witherspoon knew what the frick she was talking about. I with guess this. so. I guess so. Ooh, ooh. What? Big fight here. Danielle Steele's net worth might be three hundred and ten million. Ooh. Oh, she should branch off into a second persona. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what? Let's just Danielle let's just, Flint. Uh, I'm gonna take a second here. I got the twenty richest authors in the world. Oh, I'd love to 2020. hear that. This counts as book news. Yeah, it does. Put it in there. Uh, Suzanne Collins is at number twenty. Eighty million Hunger games. Yeah. Janet Ivanovich, eighty million. Mm-hmm. She's uh, on. I think the eighty millionth. Uh, Stephanie Plum book. You know? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. 80 million. Uh, Deepak Sh- Chopra, 80 million. Okay. A lot of 80 millions. Let's get... Oh, here we go. 86. Jack Higgins at 86 million. Really? Christopher Little is also at 86 I million. I don't know who that is. Paul McKenna, 100 million. Uh, hypnotist. Yeah. Uh, Say hypnotist? Uh, is an English hypnotist. Oh, well, and then writer. he's just tricking people into buying his books. That's not fair. <laughs> Number 14. You start looking at a pocket watch, and the next thing you know, you got 10 mm-hmm. of this guy's books in your trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie Myers, uh, just Meyer. Stephanie Meyer is at uh, number fourteen with one hundred and twenty-five million. The host is a terrible book. Well, the Twilight movies make her bank still. Sure. Dean Koontz is at number thirteen with one hundred and forty-five million. So much output from Dean Dean Koontz. David uh, Odepo is one fifty million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Brown is only at number eleven. Dan Brown, who just announced his next book is a children's picture book. Yeah, well, and hopefully he's, he's making the soundtrack to it. Well, he's made 178. He's he's worth 178 <laughs> there's, million. There's your mystery. Have Robert Langdon figure out mm-hmm. why Dan Brown's writing a children's book. All right, top ten richest authors by net worth. Okay, here I'm we ready. go. Yes, Jeffrey Archer at 195 million. He just hung it up too. John Grisham, 220 million at uh, number nine. See, but here's the, here's the impressive thing about that. Okay, mm-hmm. because Grish, I mean, what does he have? Like 25? Would you say 25 books? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. Nora Roberts probably has three hundred. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I see. It, at You're all. saying it's a quality versus quantity thing here. I'm well, saying well, well. that it's not. It's more like apples yeah. to oranges because when you have twenty-five books mm-hmm. that have gotten you this mm-hmm. versus like three hundred like drugstore paperbacks, mm-hmm. it's not like okay, not the same. Yeah. Trying, not to, that, trying <laughs> to knock these millionaires down from their perch, <laughs> just, aren't you? I'm just saying, there's, there's a different things. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know. Well, let's see. Number eight is Nigel Blackwell. I feel like I was too mean about Nora Roberts. That was not the point that I was yeah. trying to make. I think she can think of 330 <laughs> million reasons why she doesn't care. <laughs> that was not meant to be a dig on Nora <laughs> Roberts. So much as yeah. pointing out the inequality of the, yeah. of the number of, of books right. competing for yeah. this pot. Yeah. All right. 
Nigel Blackwell is at number eight with 292 million. Mm. Barbara Taylor Bradford, 300 million. I would not have at number that. seven. Uh, what is what is she super f- popular for? I don't. I think mean, she her has books. Like, yeah, I don't think she has like a series. Okay. Well, Daniel Steele's at number six with her 310. Okay. Nora Roberts is at number five with her 390 million. Take that, Daniel. Number four, Stephen King, 400 million dollars. Yeah, I believe that. Number three, James Patterson. $560 million. Well, okay. James Patterson has 500 books, but he's only written like 20 of them. Mm, so. Yeah. Well, his net worth is at the 560. Yeah. Oh, no. So. I mean, he could buy and sell me 100 times <laughs> over. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Number two, J.K. Rowling. Okay. $1 billion. Really? Because the casual vacancy is so bad. Well, I don't think that's what's brought I think to it's the, the casual vacancy is what's really no, pushing I it I think up it's there. the fact that Harry Potter's kids still today come and ask for Harry Potter. Yeah. So obnoxious. She she knew what she was doing. Uh, I've never heard of this author in my life. So oh. uh, number one, Elizabeth Bendinter hmm. is a French philosopher, author, and historian. Bendinter is best known for her philosoph- uh, philosophical treaties on feminism and women's role in society. Where are you France's pulling, where are you most this? influential author. Uh, her net worth is $1.3 billion. Wow. Wow. That's that's up there. That was a twist. I'll yeah. tell you what. That uh, was a twist. This is from WealthyGorilla.com. Huh. So not the most <laughs> reliable source, maybe. But <laughs> interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. So you just were telling me the where, to cr- where the crawdads are. Got yeah, that was number again. one. And then um, I told you about how much money certain people have. Money I can't even ever even imagine. You can't? I can't. can't I, can't, I can't imagine what I would do with that imagine. much money. I'm glad that people are... I'm glad that Crawdads is encouraging people to read and, and pick up that book. But I hope that someday we could talk about that book yeah. a little bit more. Or its sequel, When the Crawdads Say. Oh, early morning usually, I think, is when they do it. Yes, First I think so, yeah. Early morning. All right. Well, I think it's segment time. And you know what? Mm-hmm. This, this delights me because I think this is maybe my favorite theme. This is. Oh, this is your favorite theme. Yeah. thanks to maestro yeah. ben layman for creating this mm-hmm. and all of the music here on the all the book show ben wherever you are you're right here in our hearts you're an angel you're an angel among men like in that movie <laughs> wings of desire well what about the one with nicholas cage where he's an angel and he, he dates it's actually a remake of the german film wings of desire Is maybe it it's not really? a german film yeah wow yeah i bet they don't teach uh, that nicholas cage movie in film classes though do they no i don't think so uh, why would meg ryan ride a bicycle down a freeway with her eyes closed it's insane. It's a German film. It is insane. Yeah. I've told you that the guy who plays Columbo is in Wings of Desire playing That's himself. Fun. That's fun. And at one point, he's just walking down the street, and there's like two kids just like smoking. They turn like, was that Columbo? That's cool. Yeah. Do you want to watch Columbo? No, Have I've you seen, ever seen Columbo? Yes, I've seen the one with McCoy. Not McCoy. Vulcan. Spock. Spock. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one with the different colored uh, suture. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Did you like it? It was all right. You have a heart <laughs> of stone. <laughs> you have a heart of stone. Yeah. Okay. Sexy New Book Club. Well, what's that? If you're new to the podcast, and, and, and God bless you for sticking with us this long. Yeah, thanks. Um, what we do here is we, we pick some books from our new book collection, uh, usually books that we haven't read, but that have caught our eye, that have made it to our list of things that we want to yeah. take a look at. Yeah. Um, Eric, as the team As these team books librarian. walk down the street, we lower our sunglasses, mm-hmm. and you hear the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's so. that song called? Uh, oh my, I don't know. Is that just from? I mean, the Ferris Bueller is the one that isn't makes it that popular, like, right? Oh, 
My lord. I don't think so. No. But I think that that's also in The Secrets of My Success with Michael J. Fox and Helen Slater. <laughs> oh. I think it is. Okay. I don't know. Fact check me. If I'm wrong, what are you going to do about it? You know? Oh, it's the Oh Yeah song. Oh, yeah. 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 It's called Oh Yeah by Boris Blank. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, Boris, you've left quite an impact on culture. I like the uh, the song that's in... Uh, Dumb and Dumber, the boom, yeah. that's a fun yeah, one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Is it about a high school kid being annoying? Well, he, I mean, he, he cuts class yeah. and, and hilarity ensues. I, listen, I used to cut class. No hilarity ensued. You just yeah. spent time at the library reading video yeah. game magazines and then you went home. You're no Matthew Broderick. That's true. <laughs> what about Secrets of My Success with Michael J. Fox, Helen Slater? No. I don't think it holds up. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about sexy new books. Well, uh, you know sexy what? new books. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to go first. What? Uh, okay. Uh, my first selection here is called Small Days and Nights. So the cover, what do you think of this cover? I like first it. First of all, kind of looks like an Ezra Jack Keats book. Yes. If you, you know, uh, it's sort of a collage cutout look. Small Days and Nights by Tashani Doushi. And let me tell you, uh, the inside flap here has to say, a captivating and clear-eyed story of two sisters caught in a moment of transformation set against the vivid backdrop of modern India. Finally. I bet you didn't expect that, no. did you? Escaping her failing marriage in the United States, Grace Marisola has returned to Pondicherry to cremate her mother. Once there, oh. she receives an unexpected inheritance, a property on the isolated beaches of Madras, and discovers a sister she never knew she had. Oh. Lucia, four years older, who has spent her life in a residential facility. Hmm. Settling into the pink house on its spit of wild beach, Grace builds a new and precarious life with Lucia, the village housekeeper, Malika, the dryly witty Auntie Kavitha, and an ever-multiplying band of dogs led by the golden Raja. In you the lush, me at uh, dogs? I know that. In the lush wilderness of Paramankeni, with its vacant bus stops colonized by flying foxes, its temples shielded by canopies of teak and tamarind, where every dusk the silverfish... Sorry. The fishermen line the beach smoking and mending their nets. Grace feels that she has come to the very end of the world, but her attempts to leave her old self behind prove first a struggle, then a strain, as she discovers the chaos, tenderness, fury, and bewilderment of life with Lucia. Hmm. There was a, a Lucille Ball sitcom called Life with Lucy. Do you think there's any connection? Maybe. It Maybe was it's more just reference. It was canceled. Yeah. That's kind of a black mark on the Lucille Ball's career. Really? Yeah, they put it right to 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 series. They didn't do a pilot or anything, Ooh. and it just wasn't that great. She was in her eighties when it happened. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, but back to this book, Small Days and Nights. Remember when you brought your like four year old son to the Lucy Museum? He loved it, and he had the best cracked time. him up. Uh, in fierce lyrical prose, Doshi presents an unflinching portrait of contemporary India, exploring the tensions between urban and rural life, modernity and tradition, duty and freedom. <laughs> Luminous, funny, <laughs> surprising, and heartbreaking. Sorry. Small Days and Nights is a story of the ties that bind, the secrets we bury, and the sacrifices we make to forge lives that have meaning. I wish this book was about something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Not thank enough. You. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, her debut novel was The Pleasure Seekers. Do you remember when that came out? That, no. That, okay, well, that was a pretty big splash. Did you ever see anyway, <laughs> What did you think of that uh, synopsis? There's a lot going on. It really, it gave you everything. It's one yeah. of those movie trailers where you think, well, I've seen the movie now. Yeah, where somebody's so. like, life is full of love and anger, and it makes you crazy, but it makes you sane, and it brings you, it makes you wise, yeah. but you're foolish. Yeah. Just like, boy, I've never seen this movie in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so is that... No, see, that's definitely like the plot. Kind of, that kind of summary is the type of thing that makes me turn a away from a book. Interesting. So I'm like, I'm definitely not feeling 
all of that right now. Just true. Hi, hi, don't don't try to sell me on how many things this book is about. Just give me the basic plot, which yeah. sounds interesting enough. Don't tell me that this book is about love and loss and truth and joy and money and greed and peace I know. but war. I, I actually I I'm uh, we're really vibing right now, Eric, because. Uh, <laughs> I feel the same thing. Vibe. Because here's the thing. I'm a sucker for books where as soon as it was like she inherited a weird piece of property mm-hmm. and then went to live there, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that story. She got the sister she never knew she had? Yeah. yeah. There's enough there. That's all the makings right there. It doesn't that, have to be about the existential nature of the universe. I, but I agree with you. Yeah, because it was like, oh, you can't, like, I'm sure this book explores a lot of emotional depth. Right. And I'm sure that it does it well, mm-hmm. you know, based on the author. Uh, but... Trying to get it all in that blurb, mm-hmm. it's trying it's to like much. it's jumping too many steps. Yeah. It's like feel, 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 yeah. Yeah. and it makes you feel bored. Oh, yeah, so overwhelmed. But I wonder what that property's like. Am I right? Yeah. All right. Do you want a little bit beach of beachfront? You want? To, yeah, it's right on the beaches of Madras. Hmm. I'm probably not saying that right. Sorry. Would you like to hear a little bit of this? Yes. Prologue. My sister Lucia. How strange it is to say the word. For three years, we've lived together in a house without men. It is a large pink house with blue shutters and verandas and a garden set on 10 acres of beachfront land. That we live here in the deep south of India on this spit of isolated beach is a matter of concern for the neighboring villagers. The headman, Valavan, who has named his daughter after Hindu goddess and inexplicably given his sole son the name Lenin, invites me to discuss issues of safety once a month. He insists I bring Lucia, even though she has no interest in tea or politics. Mm. How are you feeling so far? Mm. Keep going. Okay. I'm going to jump over to part one because we're in prologue now. Okay. All right. Part one. Return is never the experience you hope for. After all those lost years in America, I wanted to walk into the streets and know them. But there's a new tightness to the city, an exuberance that's difficult to understand. Madras, August 2010. A swell of bodies. At arrivals, there's a crush of families and hotel chauffeurs, bouquets wrapped in plastic and welcome boards. It's past one in the morning. What kind of parents are these who bring their bawling children out so late into the night? The air attacks you at the threshold. Heavy, sweaty air, which smells of something that was once sweet, now rotting. Mm. Damp in the armpits and crotch, jeans sticking to thighs. Taxi drivers and porters are jostling about, trying to cage a passenger. Taxi, madam, taxi. Prepaid customers roll their luggage primly towards the fast track and Akbar cars without making eye contact. Madras is returning home on their mobile phones, instructing people to hurry and meet them at the pickup point. Hmm. Uh, Madras, or Madreas... Okay. It is one of the most visited cities in India by foreign tourists and is ranked uh, 43rd most visited city in the world ah. by 2015. Well, that's up there. Uh, and also a pretty big place for the film production. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, large uh, beach. When they, she's saying beach, it's like just a s- huge strip of beach. Crazy. Yeah. I think this is the kind of book that it's it's very difficult to make a snap judgment on yeah. because so much of it is going to be like the yeah. atmosphere and the emotion that comes mm-hmm. out of it. So yeah. um, the writing style went you over. It didn't particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I kind of glazed over. Yeah. My eyes kind of glazed over once. Across, but I could but. see it. You know, there's, there's something to it that I think like, I think you, I think it's the kind of book where you'd have to get over a hump. And once you did, mm-hmm. and we're like, you know, in with what was going on and, and the world and the narrator, then I think you could probably, mm. uh, you know, get really cruising with it. I don't think I, I have done this book a very good service in no. trying to do a dry read of it. So I would yeah. say that while I'm still interested in it, that did not okay. elevate yeah. it on my list at all. How about that? Does all right. that seem fair? That makes sense. Does that seem fair yeah. to you, yeah. Eric? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've got this uh, little romantic comedy. It is called Tweet Cute. Oh, that's cute. Like meat cute. Yeah. But it's tweet cute. Hashtag adorbs. 
Yeah, it's by Emma Lord. Oh my, Emma Lord. Do you think anybody <laughs> says that? Well, why no one person does? Uh, meet Pepper, swim team captain, chronic overachiever, and all-around perfectionist. Miss Pepper, please. Her family may be falling apart, but their massive fast food chain is booming, mainly thanks to Pepper, who is barely managing to juggle real life while secretly running Big League Burger's massive Twitter account. Oh, I wonder if it's one of those like really clever... Uh, like Wendy's? Like Wendy's, yeah. Enter Jack class clown and constant thorn in pepper's side <laughs> when he isn't trying to duck out of his obscenely popular twin shadow he's busy working in his family's deli his relationship with the business that holds his future may be love hate but when big lee burger steals his grandma's iconic grilled cheese recipe he'll do whatever it takes to take them down one tweet at a time all's fair in love and cheese that is until pepper and oh pepper jack <laughs> <laughs> the joy that brought. Oh you. my gosh! Pepper and Jack's spat turns into a viral Twitter war. Twi- Twitter war. Little do they know, while they're publicly duking it out with snarky memes and retweet. Re- oh my gosh! Retweet battles. They also falling for each other in real life on an anonymous chat app. Jack built. As their relationship oh. deepens and their online shenanigans escalate, people on the internet are shipping them. Their battle gets more and more personal until even those two rivals can't ignore that they were destined for the most unexpected, awkward, all the feels romance that neither of them expected. Uh, listen, the cells there at the same point when it's like all the feels, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely not the audience anymore. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a uh, shop around the corner. That's exactly what I was going to say. Does it say anything like based on the the original play is called Parfumery by Miklas Laszlo? I don't. And none of the blurbs mention it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's totally the, I mean, that story has been done so many times. You've Mm -hmm. got mail shop around the corner. What's the one with twice in the, (laughs) yeah. What is that one called? What? Uh, There's one with Judy Garland that I always forget. The good old summertime. Terrible movie. I hate it. But it's based on that. Wizard of Oz? No, that's pretty good. That's based on Frank Baum's books. I guess. You don't think it's good? I don't love the movie. Really? Yeah. I've, Put him up. Yeah. I don't really get it. I don't get the world of Wizard of Oz. Hmm. I don't get its economy. Hmm. Its economy? Yeah. Oh. When they did that second movie, the... Yeah. The... Oh, my gosh. Whatever it was just called Return Oz the Great o- and Powerful. Return to Oz? No, I'm thinking the James Franco one. Oh. And they're I like, you can that. have all this gold. I'm like, why is there gold in the Wizard of Oz? Mm. What do you use gold to buy? I never, I never How, that. What kind of job do you get in Oz? I would do a whole spotlight on Return to Oz, though, mm. because that's some freaky stuff. All right. Pepper starts the book. Okay. First chapter is pepper. Yes. Pepper. To be fair, when the alarm goes off, there's barely even any smoke rising out of the oven. <laughs> is the apartment on fire? I lower the screen of my laptop down where my older sister Paige is now scrolling, scowling face is taking up half the screen on a Skype call from UPenn. The other half of the screen is currently occupied by the great expectations essay I've written and rewritten enough times that Charles Dickens is probably rolling in his grave. Nope. I mutter crossing the kitchen to shut off the oven. Just my life. I pull the oven open and another whoosh of smoke comes out revealing some seriously blackened monster cake. Crap. I grab the stepladder from the pantry to shut off the fire alarm, then open all the windows to our 26th floor apartment where the Upper East Side sprawls out beneath my feet, all the scores of towery buildings with their bright lights burning even long after any more in their right mind should be asleep. Uh, I stare at it for a moment, somehow still not quite used to the staggering view, even though we've been here nearly four years. Can I tell you something? Uh-huh. I like it. All right. Let's go to the next chapter, okay. which I assume is going to be Jack. Yeah. Let's go to the first Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack. And see, uh, see, see what's the difference between this Pepper and yeah. this Jack. Yeah. Jack. People should be banned from sending emails before 9 a.m. on Mondays, particularly if said email is going to wreck my day. 
To the parents and eager learning beavers of Stonehall Academy, it begins. A clear sign is from Rucker, full-time vice principal and part-time thief of joy. It has come to the facility's attention that members of the student body are engaging in anonymous chats on an app called Weasel. Not only is it not sanctioned by the school, but is a growing cause of concern. The risk of cyberbullying, the potential spread of test answers, and the unknown origins of this app are all reason enough for us to enact a school-wide ban effective immediately. Parents, we urge you to have a frank discussion with students about dangers of this app. From this day forward, any student caught engaging in Weasel on campus will be subject to disciplinary hearing. Uh, anyone with information about this app is encouraged to come forward. Have an enriching day by Vice Principal Rucker. I shut my screen, throwing myself back onto my pillow and closing my eyes. Weasel, of all the hills I'm willing to die on, this should probably be the last one. But I'm irked by the misnomer anyway. It's Weasel, with a Z, mm. my slightly cheeky homage to early era apps that abuse Z and disavowed vowels. Mm. I figured learning, I figured leaning into the second one and calling it Weasel, uh, W-E-A-Z-L, was a little too much, even for me. But more importantly, nobody's using it to cheat on cyberbullying or whatever the hell Rucka thinks teenagers do. They finally find a space to interact with a, without adults breathing down their necks. Anyway, I'm running out of steam. Yeah. There we go. That got boring, but I feel like that was more your fault than the book. Does Sorry. That make sense? Sorry. Yeah, I chose to read that email. Yeah, that, that was, was the mistake. Huge mistake. Look, rookie mistake. It seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, people seem to have been pretty excited for it. It seems funny. It seems like it's uh, it knows what it's doing. Yeah. It's got its tongue firmly into its cheek. Kirkus is uh, like little, you know, they have like a one line little yeah. zinger at the end. The the Kirkus zinger for this is a just right combination of sweet and cheesy. Mm. Oh, man, geez. I tell you what. Pepper Jack. They haven't ever given up red meat for apparently life. Yeah. This is all this burger stuff is not helping. Two years for me, vegetarian. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. It was February. Yeah. Right after we talked to Elizabeth Elo. Mm-hmm. A lot of I it don't was really that miss beef. No, I don't either. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I could go for a burger, but the Impossible Burgers are pretty good. I know. Yeah. But I think it's cold cuts I miss mm. the most. I occasionally miss, well, you still do chicken and stuff, but I, I, do, I would. Yeah. I miss like chicken wings every once in a while, mm-hmm. um, pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah. There's no equivalent for that. Yeah. it's. I mean, I can get turkey pepperoni. Yeah. But like there's no real like capicola yeah. or hard salami mm-hmm. kind of equivalent right now. Understood. So. Yep. Well, this That's has it. been Vegetarian Corner with Nick and Eric. I'm not a vegetarian. Uh, okay. I'm a halfitarian. Yeah, you, most. Are. I'm, yeah I'm, you are. I don't think anyone really considers me a hero of anything. So I just can drive home from work, look at those cows and go, not today. Yeah, they probably do. There goes Eric. That was a horse. <laughs> Sorry. That was clearly a horse's yeah. voice. I don't there know what I was doing. That's too slow then. Is that like a snail or sloth maybe? Well, dairy cows aren't that bright, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Is that just like, do you just do sort of a, hello there. That That's a horse like a horse. Yeah. Mr. Ed. That was a Mr. Yeah, Ed. you're just trapped hello, in the old Hello, Wilbur. West. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I think it's great you don't eat red meat. How about that? <laughs> Thanks. Are you going to read Tweet Cute? Am I going to? Yeah. No, but if I had to, I wouldn't hate it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. If you're curious in the in the story that that is clearly based on, you can go back and listen to our special episode on She Loves Me, uh, which was an off the books huh. we did with the okay, cast yeah. of uh, She Loves Me. I was trying to think. Back. I'm like, did we talk about Meg Ryan's <laughs> career? <laughs> Do you want to? A Meg Ryan spotlight? Didn't we just talk about Meg Ryan today? Yeah, when we talked about Tweet Cute. No, before that. We're talking about Meg Ryan for something. Maybe. I don't know. Go on. What's your next books? Okay. The Future of Another Timeline. Oh, I know. Clever. By Annalee Newitz. So I got to tell you, this is a little on the old side, but I can't. What? I know. 
I keep wow. All right. Back. I guess it's sexy old books. Look, it's still within it's still within the confines of new. Okay. Uh-huh. Here it is. Inside cover. 1992. After a confrontation at a Riot Girl concert, 17-year-old Beth finds herself in a car with her friend's abusive boyfriend dead in the back seat. Dang. I know. That took a twist. I know. I Agree- was about to be like, oh, this guy sucks. Oh, he's dead. I thought the same thing. Agreeing to help her friends hide the body. This murder sets Beth and her friends on don't a... Don't agree to that. I don't... Yeah, just be like, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, this murder sets Beth and her friends on a path of escalating violence and vengeance as they realize many other young women in the world need protecting too. 2022. It's two years from now. Seven years after the scenes we see in Back to the Future Part 2. 2022. Determined to use time travel to create a safer what? future. <laughs> I know. Tess has dedicated her life to visiting key moments in history and fighting for change. But rewriting the timeline isn't as simple as editing one person or event. And just when Tess, Tess believes she's found a way to make an edict that actually sticks, she encounters a group of dangerous travelers bent on stopping her at any cost. A similar thing happened in Quantum Leap where mm. Sam leaped into a place where there was an evil leaper trying to put wrong what once went right. Mm-hmm. Right. So similar thing on the yeah. Scott Bakula-led series, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Back to the book. Oh, boy. Tess and Beth's lives intertwine as war breaks out across the timeline, a war that threatens to destroy time what? travel. I know. And leave only a small group of elites with the power to shape the past, present, and future. <laughs> Gee, can you imagine that world? <laughs> against the vast and intricate forces of history and humanity is it possible for a single person's actions to echo throughout the timeline yes i would assume so yes Do th- uh, yeah okay if you have the power to time travel i'm going to assume yes that went in a lot of weird places how do you feel about that did you like that yeah that was a lot that was okay. a ride all right i gotta tell you this author uh, american journalist editor uh, and author of course she re- recipient of the knight science journalism fellowship from mit and has written for popular science the new yorker and the washington Goodness. post there's a lot going are on you there. familiar with the science fiction website io9 yes okay well she's a creator of it she founded it holy crap yeah you know i'm <laughs> yes <laughs> the flap for this book kept going in such weird places yeah. that i'm yeah i'm liking it yeah so I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, chapter one. Here we go. And I assume this is a back and forth, like we see the 90s. Mm-hmm. We see, yeah, chapter one, Tess, Irvine, Alta, California. What's chapter one in uh, a business? Chapter one in a business? chapter 11 is bankruptcy. bankruptcy. So yeah. what's, what's the first 10 chapters? I don't know. I guess you start it. You put your name on the door. Chapter one. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could ask Nora Roberts. She yeah. has a Chapter eight by 300 oven. chapter ones. Uh, chapter one, <laughs> Tess, Irvine, Alta, California, 1992. Drums beat in the distance. You can't do that on the balcony, buddy. That's from that's from Arrested Development. Do you remember? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chapter one. Drums beat in the distance like an amplified pulse. People streamed over the dirt road, leather boots laced to their knees, eyes ringed in coal, ears and lips studded with precious metals. Some gathered in an open square below the steep path to the amphitheater, making a bonfire out of objects stolen from their enemies. That's crazy. <laughs> the smoke reeked of something ancient and horrific. Materials far older than humanity were burning. A rusty sunset painted everyone in blood and shrieks around the flames mixed with faraway chanting. It could have been Rome under Nero. It could have been Oof. Samarkand when the Sodigans fled. That it time could have been Ataturk's new Istanbul or a feast day in Chaco Canyon. The technologies were industrial, Neolithic and medieval. The screams were geochronologically neutral. I paused, smelling the toxins, watching a woman with jet black lips and blue hair pretend to eat a spider. One of her companions laughed. Michelle, you're so gross. This isn't an Aussie concert. They paused at the ticket booths to flip off the vice fighters, a gang of conservative protesters waving signs covered in Bible quotes. 
Some of them were burning CDs in a garbage can, and the stench of melting plastic formed a noxious bubble around their demonstration. How are you feeling about this? All right. It's not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. Well, that's the twist. I guess so. <laughs> the machine had not delivered me to an ancient war, not to an anti-imperialistic celebration. I was at Irvine Meadows Amphitheater in 1992. Right, because she's going to end up with the person's dead boyfriend. Right. Deep okay. in the heart of Orange County, Alta California. Right. I'm I'm there now. Uh, they're saying Alta California. Does that, are we saying like an alternate? It's A-L-T-A. Oh, maybe, yeah. something I don't Alt recognize? California. Okay. I'd be seeing one of the greatest punk fans of the decade, but I wasn't here for history tourism. Somewhere in this rowdy concert crowd, mm. a dangerous conspiracy was unfolding. I'm in. I needed to find out who was behind it. If these bastards succeeded, they would destroy time travel, locking us into one version of history forever. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in. Yeah. Do you like good. it? Yeah. Do you like uh, Ozzy Osbourne? No. Do you like punk bands? Well, I like the song. I like like his, some of his Black Sabbath stuff. Okay. I like War Pigs. <laughs> song. Sounds funny. It's just a song. Okay. Uh, you know what? I think this did Paranoid. Just, I think this did just go higher on my list. With my woman, I think it did go she higher. Help me with my mind. All right. People say I'm crazy. I am is this is this Black Sabbath? Yeah. Not, not what I pictured it sounding like. Well, I, I don't think I sound like Black Sabbath in general. Oh, okay. All right. Second book on my end. It's called Spell Hacker. Yeah, that's right. Spell Hacker. Here's the cover. What do you think? Electric guitar all over this, right? <laughs> I don't like it. One last heist, famous last word. Let me see it again. Spell hacker. I don't like, no, I don't like that Ugh, color. Sorry. In Kirkarta, magic known as Maz was once freely available natural resource until an earthquake released a magical plague, killing thousands and turning Maz into a commodity that's tightly regulated and outrageously expensive. Maz management. The only mass supplier in Kakarta makes only that, uh, makes sure of that. Which is why Diz and her three best friends run a very lucrative, very illegal mass siphoning gig on the side. Their latest job is supposed to be their last heist ever until they turn up a new strain of mass, more powerful than any they've seen before and way more valuable. Mm. But when their plan for one last score blows up in their faces, literally, they find themselves trying to unravel a conspiracy at the very center of the spell plague and possibly save the world. <laughs> no pressure. Did you say world or Wales? World. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is by M.K. England. She also wrote The Disasters. Spell hacker. Listen, I just like the title. Uh, it's a good title. Yeah. Chapter one. I don't know why I thought cops wouldn't follow me under the roof. Honestly, most of the time is true. When I go up, the cops stay down, and I'm home free a minute later. 99 jobs out of 100 are in, steal a, out, profit. It figures that this, our crew's latest job ever, would be the one fiery expe- uh, exception. Mm. Dispatch, this is 21501. I have the suspect cornered on the roof of Ivan Building. Request backup and air support. Cornered, please. She knows I'm up here, but she doesn't know where. It's only a matter of time, though. And isn't air support a bit overkill? The officer sweeps her gaze over the rooftop, pulling threads of glowing fire between her fingers as she glances right over the nook I've crammed myself into. The low concrete wall at my back bleeds, evening chill through my hoodie, and my thighs burn with the exhaustion of holding still in a crouch after running for a mile. I'm done. I don't like it either. (laughs) I'm not a fan of this writing style. Mm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's a lot of apostrophes. Mm. (laughs) No, commas. There's a lot of commas. Oh, okay. Maybe chapter two will... Yeah. Pick it up. Lulled me right to sleep. I feel relaxed. It's the fourth er earthquake this month, and honestly, I'm done. (laughs) Honestly, you're done? Yeah. You don't like that? It's just the thing. I just can't listen to teens talk like teens and teen books. Hmm. 
that whole uh, what, what was that? All the feels. I hate the term the feels. I do too. I loathe it. I don't care if that makes me sound eighty years old. I hate the term the feels. It's stupid. It is also Uh-oh. it's lazy. Uncle Eric's on a tear. If if a movie's making giving you the feels, mm-hmm. then you owe it to that movie mm-hmm. to explain what feels it's giving you. Yeah. Don't just say the feels, you yeah. baby. Grow up. Switch into big boy pants and come up with an actual emotion. Yikes. I'm so sick of the feels. <laughs> was that? Were you demonstrating some of the feels right there? I no, that was oh, anger. That, was, that, was that feel was, was anger. That was an anger. Anger feels. is often described as a secondary emotion. Really? So, yeah, that's what I've been told huh. by my therapist. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right, you got another one. Oh, you want love? Love is a secondhand emotion. I think that's what Tina Turner said. It, Am yes. I remembering that right? Yeah. I got one that's topical. Take My last home. one is topical. It's by Becky uh, Albertelli and Aisha Saeed. It's called Yes, No, Maybe So. <laughs> Jamie Goldberg is a cool is cool with volunteering for his local state Senate candidate, as long okay. as he's behind the scenes. When it comes to speaking to strangers, or let's face it, speaking to almost anyone, Jamie's a choke artist. There's no way he'd ever knock on doors to ask people for their votes until he meets Maya. Maya Remens having the worst... Uh, Ramdan ever. Her best friend is too busy to hang out. Her summer trip is canceled and her parents are separating. Why her mother thinks the solution to her problems is political canvassing with some awkward dude she hardly knows is beyond her. Going to door to door isn't exactly glamorous, but maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. After all, the polls are getting closer and so are Maya and Jamie. Mastering local activism is one thing. Navigating the cross-culture crush of the century is another thing entirely because of politics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chapter one, Jamie. It's back and forth with these books. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oranges don't have nipples, says Sophie. <laughs> they have navels sometimes. I park I park our cart by the display pyramid, pointingly, uh, pointingly ignoring her. You could say that there's part of me that doesn't want to discuss nipples with my 12-year-old <laughs> sister in the Target produce section. And that's part of me. Is all of, And that part of me is all of me. <laughs> <laughs> They're Tangelos, Sophie adds. Tangelos, Tangelos. have good for Tangelos. Uh, Tangelo. D'Angelo's. I tear my plastic bag <laughs> Did off. You say the Beverly road. D'Angelo. From <laughs> Look, the sooner Maybe we get everything, the sooner we can leave. Tangelo. Which isn't a diss on Target. No way. Target's the best. Jesus, Target paying for this book? <laughs> it's kind of my personal wonderland. Wow. But it's hard to catch that everything could happen big box general merchandise vibe when I'm here with my cousin uh, as my cousin's Aaron Boyd. Gabe is the assistant campaign manager for a special election in our district and he never seems to run out of random jobs for Sophie and me. This morning he texted us a snack list for his volunteers. Oranges, grapes, chocolate, pizza bagels, uh, Nutrigrain bars, water bottles, no apples, no pretzels, all caps in true Gabe fashion. Apparently hmm. crunchy foods and political phone banking don't mix. Interesting. Still think they look nipply, Sophie mutters <laughs> as I reach for a few uh, Tangelos near the Tangelo. Top the All right. So that was Jamie. Okay. Here's Maya. Uh, chapter two. Sarah is on a mission, and since I'm her best friend, I'm all in. But 45 minutes into our treasure hunt, we've come up empty. The object of our conquest? A trash can. And no, I don't mean this metaphorically. We are literally on a hunt for a receptacle for garbage. It's got to be here somewhere, Sarah mutters. <laughs> They've had three in stock when Jenna called to check this morning. I stifle a yawn as people dart past us, pushing red shopping carts. I thought you were going with the other stuff you texted me last week. Yeah, but then Jenna found a great theme uh, here. There goes with our dorm layout. There's only... Oh, they're in Target, too. Who's paying for this? Target. Okay. What do you think? I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. If you had to choose out of the three. Oh, oh snap. I'm going to go with uh, Tweet Cute. Tweet cute. Yeah. I like the I, I think I like the concept a little bit more. Look. But you're look, you're a political look. meister. 
Let's be Maestro. honest. Uh-huh. What you like about that is that their name is Pepper Jack. That's so what you funny. like. It's so funny. That's what you like, and that's so why you'd read clever. that book. Yeah. Well, what if your book had been called, uh, hello, my name is Time, with a Y, yeah. and this other guy's name is Travel? Uh, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> time Travel? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, All it's right. just because I was hit with the Pepper Jack out of nowhere. You were, you were dropped with that Pepper yeah. Jack. All right. Okay, so yeah, I guess out of mine, I'm going with Tweet Cute. Tweet Cute. Yeah. Okay. But well, yes, no, maybe so seems like it's also pretty funny. Okay. So look at the cover. You see, the cover is them like going door to door and maybe bonding a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm a little disappointed that the sci-fi fantasy book I I checked out is not is not do doing it. it for me at all. Know, Instead, sorry. it's the two will they won't they teen romances. You just, you just What's happening in my life? You're romantic at heart. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah. I saw the guy from the Romantics also at a Ringo Starr concert. Wow. He sang Talking in Your Sleep. Oh, yeah. What I yeah. like about you. I saw that. Uh, the first time I actually heard that song, I think, yeah. I was at a hockey game in Tennessee. Really? I saw the... Uh, what were you doing in Tennessee? I was doing like an internship. Okay. I saw... It's the Predators. Do you have a secret life? No, this was forever ago. Okay. Before you knew me. Okay. This was... Uh, I think it was the Predators. Okay. Is the name of the uh, Tennessee hockey team. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw so I was rooting for them. Huh. Anyway, the band during like sessions i don't know sessions quarters <laughs> what do you think it's like congress i don't know what it's called okay. but the band would play and they played talking in your sleep oh okay i was like that's a cool song well yeah it's it's neither here nor there but it is a it is a cool song yeah all right uh so that's been our sexy new book club segment you can find these books and many many more in our new book sections right when you walk in the door for the adult books mm-hmm. the ya books are on a cool tiered cake like display over in the uh yeah. youth section yeah man i could go for some cake now I know, that does sound good Laid cake strawberry right. on that cake anything else you want to talk about this week my wife asked me one time she was she was like at the grocery store she's like do you want dessert tonight i'm like sure and she's like, okay, what do you want? She was like listing all these like cookies and cakes and ice cream. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, just strawberries. Mm-hmm. It's like strawberries aren't dessert. I know. And I was like, I think they are. I feel the same way. That's that's what I'm like. I'm like, I'll have like a cup of applesauce and my wife will have like a piece of chocolate yeah. cake. We'll be like, this seems right. Ooh, yeah. Get me chocolate cake with the strawberries. Oh, really? See, yeah. I don't I don't much care for that. Stra- chocolate covered strawberries? Coca-Cola. Get it. Coca-Cola cake from Cracker Barrel though. Mm. I would I would quit my job yeah. to drive there. Cracker right Barrels, now. his little wonderland. I he loves so. Cracker Barrel. It's, it's my target. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week on the All the Books Show. Join us next week as we talk Spencer Confidential and all things Robert Parker. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.